0: Well, it's that time of year, y'all. Twenty twenty one is almost over, but before we all watch the ball drop and launch into our personal renditions of Old Lang Syne, we have one last task to accomplish, and that's a year in review. I've been doing a year in review for as long as I can remember, and in this episode. I'll discuss how you can use a year-end review to close out 2021 with intention and set yourself up to flourish in 2022. You are listening to Unconventional Finance, a podcast focused on personal finance and lifestyle design. I'm your host, Kimberly Crockett, and every week I share information, insight, and inspiration to help you design your ideal lifestyle. Hello and welcome to the Unconventional Finance Podcast. This is episode number seven, and today I'm gonna to talk about the importance of conducting a year-end review. The first thing you might wanna know is what is a year in review? Well, I'm glad you asked. A year in review is the process that allows you to take a look back at the past year and reflect on it. You'll assess your past goals and review what you've accomplished to help you plan where you wanna go next year. If you've ever held a nine to five job, you've probably had to sit through an annual performance review that is essentially the same thing. It's usually just focused on your professional goals and that of your workplace. What I love about a year in review though, is the fact that it allows me to organize my thoughts And think deeply about what really matters to me so I can set myself up for success in the new year. If your intention is to conduct a review about what actually happened the past year, it's going to take a while. Don't expect to just sit down and hash out something in 15 minutes. I recommend you take several hours or even several days to really give it the time that it deserves. Before we get into the details of how to conduct your own year in review, there are a few things you need to know. Number one, a year in review is not a resolution. Yes, we all make them this time of year and I think they're fun, but a year in review is a deep dive of your goals and aspirations. It's not something you blurt out at the workplace Christmas party after you had a few glasses of wine. It's also not some random I wish or I want to statement that has absolutely no plan behind it. For example, how many times have you said or heard other people say, I want to lose weight in the new year? That, my friend, is a resolution. You have absolutely no idea what you plan to do next year to make it happen. It's just something that would be nice. And that leads me to the second thing you need to know before getting started. A year in review requires you to set specific and measurable goals. If you're familiar with SMART goals, this is a great time to create some. SMART is an acronym that stands for goals that are specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. We'll apply this method a little later as we get into the actual process of creating goals. The last thing to note about this process is that while you're creating goals and action items intended for the new year, this plan is not set in stone. A year in review is flexible and it's meant to be a guide. There is no way you can perfectly plan for everything that will happen in the new year. Things can and do change, so your plan needs to be one that is adaptable so you can make adjustments where needed. So now that we've got those things out of the way, let's get you started on that year in review. I've told you that the year in review is intended as a reflection on your life for the past year, but that's pretty vague. Does that mean I want you to reflect on everything you ate, how many miles you drove, or how many times you washed that comforter on your bed. Sounds a bit ridiculous, right? Yes, those are all things that may have happened in the past year, but let's not get bogged down in the details. What I'm talking about when I tell you to reflect on life for the past year, I'm referring to the key areas of life that I call the wheel of life. The wheel of life consists of eight different categories of life that I feel are most important when it comes to lifestyle design. If you go back to episode number two, I explained the wheel of life in great detail. But for now, all you need to know are the eight categories, and they are Careers and Work, Holistic Health, which includes physical health, spiritual health, emotional and mental health, Community and Physical Environment, Romantic relationships, family and friends, personal development, fun and recreation, and personal finance. So when I say to reflect on your life, I mean it in the context of these eight categories. Now you need to decide the format you want to use. Some people like writing everything out by hand on a plain sheet of paper or using a fancy journal. Other people like to do things digitally and use a spreadsheet or other online document. Personally, I like to use a simple Google spreadsheet because A, I like spreadsheets and B, I don't like to scratch things out on paper and a spreadsheet allows me to make as many changes as I want. And finally C, spreadsheets allow me to have this information readily available at any time on any device but hey, do what's comfortable for you. Now, let's set up your journal or your spreadsheet to make it easy for you to add the content. From here on out, I'm gonna be speaking as if you're using a spreadsheet, but you can set up your journal or whatever else you're using in a similar way. On the left side, you want to create a column and include each of the eight categories of the Wheel of Life in its own row. For example, Row one will be careers and work, and row two will be holistic health. Continue until you have all the categories listed. In the next column to the right at the very top, you will list what went well in 2021. In the next column, type what did not go well in 2021. To the right of that column, you will type goals for 2022. And next to that, you will write action steps. Finally, in the last column, you can type final reflections. Now this step is completely optional as you may include some of your final thoughts in, within the other columns. To see a sample of what this setup looks like, go to unconventional.com forward slash 007. Now that you've got all the categories listed that you will focus on and you formatted your journal or spreadsheet correctly, it's time to move on to one of the most time-consuming parts, filling everything in. Before I get started with the deep dive on each category, I'd like to rate my life overall. So using a scale of one to 10, with one being awful and 10 being great, I list all the categories of the Wheel of Life and do a quick assessment. I make a quick little table with 10 rows and 11 columns. I list the eight categories of the Wheel of Life in each row in the left column and list the numbers one through 10 in each column going across the top of the page. Then I fill in the assessment. In the category of careers and work, for example, I would shade in the numbers one through six if I felt like six is my level of career satisfaction currently. I would then do that for every category. In the last row in the left column, I would type in overall and give myself an assessment. This could be an average of all of the other categories or it could be assessed separately as a snapshot of your life overall. Either way is fine. The purpose of doing this activity is to give yourself a quick view of how you feel about your life overall before you start to dig into the reasons you gave each category a particular number. So if I give careers and work an assessment of six here, I can use that number to help me flesh out why it's a six when I complete the rest of the review. Once you've completed the overall assessment, you're ready to get down to the nitty gritty details of each area. One of the reasons I really like to complete this review in a spreadsheet format is because I can easily color code each category row and write or rewrite as much as I need to without worrying that the page will end up looking like a five-year-old's art project. I like to keep things neat and clean and easy to understand. How you enter the information is up to you. Some people like to write in complete sentences, but I like to use a detailed note type of format and write in small phrases instead of complete sentences. I also like to use multiple lines within each cell to create a list of notes or ideas. To create a line break within a cell in Google Sheets, hit alt and enter on a Mac or option and enter on a PC to create a new line within a cell. Now, all that's left to do is enter the information for each designated category. As you work through the review, try to be objective, especially when it comes to setting your goals for next year. This is where you'll really want to implement the SMART goals I discussed earlier. There's a lot of research out there about setting SMART goals and how to do it effectively. And I found a great article and video from mindtools.com that breaks it down in a clear and easy to understand way. I'll link to it in the show notes. The main thing to remember is that you're setting goals that are clear and concise, but at the same time, building in some flexibility in case circumstances change in the future. What I've provided here for you is a simple framework to get you started if you've never conducted a year-end review before. If you're more seasoned and have experience, feel free to adapt this model as necessary. There are a number of ways to make this process more in-depth by adding additional questions for yourself or adding different or more specific categories to review. While I want you to take some time with this process, I don't want it to turn into an overwhelming monster that is more anxiety producing than it is fun. So keep it simple. This is a document that you will hopefully return to many times throughout the year to make updates. So there's no point to stress about it. It's just meant to give you a starting point so you can begin to plan your life for the upcoming year. Once you've completed your review, congratulate yourself. Be proud of all the things you've accomplished in the last year. Celebrate your wins and mourn your losses. If you choose to, share your results with your spouse or other loved ones. Year-end reviews can be used as a basis for discussions about your needs and wants for the new year. Whatever you choose to do with your year-end review, I only ask one thing of you. Always, always, always end this process on a positive note and express gratitude. I understand that this has been a rough year for many of you, but you must develop the habit of looking for the good in everything. If you look hard enough, I'm sure you can find at least one thing to be happy about. One memory that makes you smile. One experience that you will never forget or one person that gave you unconditional love and support. You will never truly live a good and peaceful life if you're always focused on negativity. Life is beautiful, and if you just take the time to express gratitude for even the small things in life, it just makes the day a little brighter. Every year has its ups and downs, and while I'm not saying you should block out the hard times, I'm not saying you should dwell on them either. What I am saying is that you should assess the past year as objectively as you can, but direct most of your energy on moving forward. Though this process is referred to as a year-end review, it's really about planning for the future. Find things to look forward to and get excited about. Learn from the past but prepare for the future. Well, it's almost time to wrap up this episode because I really want to keep this one short and sweet. But before I give you my unconventional wisdom, I want to remind you about the life support email list. I created the life support list as a more personal way for me to support you on your lifestyle journey and tailor content to your needs. When you sign up for the list, you become a supporter and get exclusive bonus content such as podcasts, additional tips and resources sent to your inbox each week. Not only do I share helpful content to help you along your journey, I also share more personal parts of my life that I don't share anywhere else. Life supporters are the first to learn about what I'm working on behind the scenes of unconventional finance. I look to my email community to help me create content, products, and services, and you'll also have the opportunity to work directly with me on projects that I may not advertise publicly. To thank you for joining the life support email list, you'll get immediate access to your first life support guide, 10 financial mistakes that are ruining your life and how to fix them. This guide reveals some of the mistakes me or my previous clients have made with money, along with guidance on how you can avoid these mistakes. I love creating these helpful guides for you, and life supporters will have first access to any that I create in the future. So if you enjoy this podcast and want to become an official part of my community, head over to unconventional.com forward slash life support to subscribe. I'll also put a link in the show notes. All right, when it comes to year-end reviews, the unconventional wisdom is this. I wholeheartedly believe in the value of conducting a year-end review. It's usually the one time of year that we get to sit and reflect on who we are and what we've accomplished and where we want to go in the future. This is essentially what lifestyle design is about, and it's what I teach. These reviews are not intended to be resolutions. They are reflections as well as a goal setting tool. They're not used to highlight so-called failures and they're to be used as a framework to help plan for the future. They're also not set in stone. They're living, breathing documents that you will hopefully return to and update throughout the upcoming year. You can only design your ideal lifestyle if you've taken the time to figure out what works for you and what doesn't in each major category of your life. The next step is to figure out a plan to achieve the goals you've set. Then all you do is rinse and repeat. I hope you take this opportunity to complete a year in review. And just as I'm recommending this for you, I'm also going to allow myself the time and space to conduct my own review. So I'll be taking the next two weeks off. A lot has happened this year, and I'm excited to take this time to relax, bond with my family, make plans for the future, and just be present in my everyday life. And I hope that you'll do the same. This will be the last episode for 2021 but I'll return in the new year to share my personal goals and any updates on the future of this podcast. Please know that I'm very grateful for your support of unconventional finance. And I look forward to continuing this journey with you in 2022. Those are my words of wisdom. Take what works for you and leave the rest behind to check out the show notes and links to resources mentioned in this episode head over to unconventional.com forward slash 007. And if you'd like bonus content, such as personal updates, tips, resources, and podcasts sent directly to your inbox, please be sure to join the life support email list. That's all I have for today. But always remember, if you don't plan your life, someone else will. I wish you all a safe, healthy, and happy holiday. And I'll see you next time on the Unconventional Finance Podcast. Thank you for listening and supporting the show. If you like this podcast, please share it with a friend and remember to rate, comment, and follow on Apple Podcasts. Have an excellent week and please join me for the next episode.